Welcome to Lean Leadership for Ops Managers, the podcast for leaders in ops management who want to spark improvement, foster engagement, and boost problem solving, and still get their day job done. Here's your host, leadership trainer, lean enthusiast, and spy thriller junkie, Jamie V. Parker. Hey, ops managers. You know, when we start talking about leader standard work, the most common questions I hear are about the tools. Like, what's what tool and why and how should it be used? And what about this scenario? What about that scenario? Now, of course, in this conversation, we didn't start there, right? So before you listen to this episode, be sure to go back and listen to episode 29, Leader Standard Work with Mike Robleski. It will really help give you the framing that you need to think about when you're exploring the tools. Now, what we're ready to talk about now are the tools. I know you're so excited. And we're actually going to have two episodes on this. So here's what's going to happen in this episode. I will share my thoughts on Kamishibai or card systems for leader standard work. Then Kara Cazetto will share a tool that she used. Next week, Robert Olinger and Steve Kane are each going to share the specific tool or method they use. And in all of these examples, you're going to hear like what the challenge was. Like what was the problem? What was the challenge? What were they trying to achieve by using leader standard work and integrating that? And why is the tool that they decided the best fit for them? So this leader standard work, real world examples is two episodes and through it, you're going to hear some great tips, advice, and lessons learned. Now, are you a visual learner? Well, you can see examples of what we're talking about at our show notes. Remember, you can always find our show notes to find more information at processplusresults.com forward slash podcast. And this episode, it's episode 36. All right, let's dive in. First, I want to talk about Kamishibai or K cards or T cards, you'll sometimes hear them called. Whatever you want to call it, we're essentially talking about using a card system. Now, card systems are often used in the standard work that we have in our operations. Here, we're talking about a leader using a card system to help help them exhibit the, the habits and the routines so that they can consistently develop people and monitor processes and support problem solving and improvement. Now, of course, like any tool, there are plenty of variations on how card systems can be used for leader standard work. But I'm going to kind of walk you through kind of the typical process that I've used and that I've seen. Okay. So typically as a leader, I'm going to go through the process of understanding the vision of, you know, what do I want to create? What do I want it to be? The challenges to overcome and what activities will help me do that. Then I need to prioritize and decide which of these activities I'm going to add into my leader standard work first. Remember, I probably don't want to try to hit a home run the first time. I want to take it a little slower than that and really hone in on the process and the habits to make something better. So I prioritize and I make cards for those activities. And I'm talking about physical cards, right? You know, maybe they're typed out, maybe they're written out. The, the exact details don't matter. But on my cards, um, I'm probably going to have a green sign and a red side. 
Now they don't always, but you know, most often I see them have that. Now on each card, I write out not just the activity, um, maybe I probably write out the frequency and also how do I know if I'm successful? So it might have the criteria that I'm looking for, or the notes of why I'm doing it, or how I want to show up in that activity. So essentially, not just the name of the activity, but something that's going to help me identify what does really green or red mean? Like, what does that mean to say that I was doing that activity effectively? Um, Or maybe if I'm checking a process, maybe there's a process that I'm going in to check, um, then, you know, what are the things that I'm looking for? Now, I usually have a board on my wall. It could be um, something that sits on a desk uh, or some other system as well. But typically, in addition to the cards, there's going to be a board on the wall. Maybe this is in my office. Maybe it's out on the floor. And it might have pockets so that I can slide cards into them. Or it might have hooks that I can hang cards on. And there's also going to be on this board a cue section. And so cards sit in the cue section. That's where they where they start. So I might have a daily, a weekly, and a monthly cue. Now, when they're in the cue, it means I haven't done it yet. That activity is still pending. When I have done the activity, I then move it over to the pocket or the hook, the section of completed. Now, if it met expectations, meaning uh, I did it timely, and it met the criteria or the content that I wrote on it, then it's going to have usually have a green facing out. But if I did the activity, but it didn't meet expectations, maybe I didn't do it timely, uh, I wasn't able to do it when I scheduled it, or maybe I um, did it, but it didn't meet the criteria that I had written on, written down to look for, now the red is facing out. So here I'm going to have, you know, maybe on one side of the board, I've got my queue section. I've got daily, maybe daily, weekly, monthly queue. Uh, I might even have some details of when I'm going to do something. If I have certain days of the week uh, or if there's a certain time of the day, I might have a timing expectation written on the card. It might be on the board. Then I have a section for completed where I'm putting green and red. And then I typically am going to have one more section on my board uh, where I'm going to record the notes. So the factors that are contributing to the outcome, and I want to record it. Now, it could be on the board. You may have a whiteboard next to it. You may have it on the actual board. Uh, Maybe you put those notes in your journal or your notebook that you use that you carry around with you. But somewhere you're kind of documenting not just that it was read, but what did you learn from that? What did you notice from that? What were the factors that were contributing? So this is the gist of a leader standard work, Kamishibai or K-card or T-card system. So sometimes they're called K-card for Kamishibai. Sometimes they're called T-card because depending on how you set it up, if you set it up with with, uh, little pockets, then you might actually make the cards the shape of a T so that they slide into those pockets. Um, And if you again, if you go to our show notes, you can see pictures and examples of this. So you can go find that at processplusresults.com forward slash podcast. And this is episode 36. So you can see what I'm talking about. Now, card systems, when we're talking about card systems for leader standard work, they tend to work well when you have shared leadership. So maybe you have a team of five department leaders or five supervisors, and there are some activities maybe that they're all doing. So they have some activities that every single one of them are doing every single day or week. 
but you may also have some leadership activities that need to get done, but don't need to be done by all five every day or all five every week. And so these are shared activities and these activities might not be, you know, their gimbo walks. We might be talking about how they're, uh, how they're learning about some problem we're trying to solve, right? Or maybe some auditing type of activities to go and check the process. And is this process, maybe you change some processes and now you're checking to see it. Um, so when you have shared activities or shared leadership, then a card system can work really well because it creates transparency across the different leaders. It makes that work visual and it enables them to really collaborate on the challenges. So think about having these five leaders document the factors that are contributing to those outcomes. And now it creates a space where they can come together and collaborate and better understand the problems and the challenges. Um, it also kind of creates that visual way to rotate through the different activities while still building routines. So I, I feel like, you know, Kamishi by really works best or a card system can really work best when you have that shared leadership. Um, it doesn't mean you can only use it then. <laughs> you, can, you can use it in other situations too. That's just where I've seen it be most impactful. Now, before you go jumping in and using it, though, I want to put a big old caution tape around it. One of the biggest missteps I see happen, and when I say I see it happen, I've done it myself more than one time. <laughs> and, right, so <laughs> I think I shared back in episode 30, I think it was, where I shared uh, my leader standard work gone wrong, right? So I've made the mistake there. I've made it after that before I learned my lesson. Um, but I also see it a lot in when I go visit cl clients or when I go out and do site visits for other organizations, when it comes to card systems, one of the biggest mistakes that I see people make is that we tend to do card systems to other people. So in our scenario, for example, maybe we're a plant manager, we have those five supervisors that report to us, and we want to do leader standard work, we want them to be better, we want them to have better execution, and so we create this card system and then give it to them to execute, right? We say, oh, let's figure out what do I want them to do? I want them to do this audit on this frequency, I want them to do this activity, and we put it together, and then we say, hey, go do this. And a lot of times, not only do we put it together for them and give it to them to execute, but a lot of times we do it with us in mind. Like what will make it easier for me as the senior leader, for me as the COO walking my, walking my operation or the VP walking manufacturing, I want to make it easy for me to see um, what's been done and what hasn't. And that's not what this is. Remember, Mike was very clear. This is not a compliance activity, right? This is a, a learning and an improvement activity. So even when we, you know, I see people do this to other people and they're like, well, but we got their input. They were part of helping us figure it out. And they might, you might've gotten their input, but it was still probably a top-down push. So I want you to remember that the process of developing and executing and learning and iterating and improving and expanding leader standard work, it's really something that leaders should do for themselves or to do as a group in this case where they have shared leadership. They might do it together as a group, but it shouldn't be done to them. That's not in the spirit of real leader standard work. So is a card system right for you? 
Well, you'll have to evaluate your needs, right? And remember that you want to practice your own leader standard work and really demonstrate that value before you go and say, hey, managers, you need to go do this. Um, Make sure that you're doing it. And so what are your needs? Will a card system help you? Or do you need something different? You know, as you listen to Kara this week and then to Robert and Steve next week, I hope this will really help you explore the idea of different tools for different needs and help you think through what might be best for you. All right, now let's hear from Kara Cazetto. Before her current work in government, Kara spent 17 years in operations management at Virginia Mason Medical Center. Kara's team was doing a lot of great work using lean thinking and working to solve problems and improve processes. Now, the challenge she was facing was how to lead in alignment with the expectations she had of the team. So let's hear how she used leader standard work to tackle this challenge. Kara, thank you so much for joining us to share a little bit about one of the ways that you've used and practiced leader standard work before. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Wonderful. All right. Well, we're just going to jump right in um, because we know there are a lot of different tools, tactics, techniques, methods that people can use. And um, we want to have you walk through and tell us one specific tactic that you've used. Um, What was it? How did you do it? So what we um, as a team created was really um, uh, on a, like a regular eight by five or eight by 11 sheet of paper, Mm -hmm. all the things that I wanted to accomplish in one day, a laminated sheet. So I could, you know, keep track of my AM Gemba walk, my PM Gemba walk, the questions that I wanted to ask um, as engagement questions and really gear, uh, you know, get get a feel for where the team members really were in their daily challenges. And uh, it really stemmed from uh, um, asking the team members to really make their work transparent to us as leaders. And so, um, you know, as we wanted to hold them accountable in their daily tasks and work, we also needed to be held accountable as leaders in our daily tasks and our work. And so um, it was a way, and I, I, used this on my clipboard. I walked around with it every day and um, it had check boxes on it. And I wrote on it with a, a wipe off pen. And, um, you know, if, and if I did not have that clipboard in my hand, uh, I would get asked where my clipboard was. So that oh. became, a, a, you know, a kind of a, an, a fun accountability tool as well. So, you know, it kind of became an expectation that I would have my clipboard and be walking around with it. So, you know, I could keep track of the things that were important to us as a leadership team. Mm-hmm. So um, we call them everyday lean ideas, uh, you know, stopping by team members' desks and asking them about the, their most recent submission in an everyday lean idea. And what was that about? And um, also uh, asking them about, uh, um, you know, just some transparency questions. Uh, what are some of the rocks in your shoes? How can I help you remove those? Being there present and, yes. and them being able to see me as a leader engaged and um, you know, and also being able to ask some personal questions as well, right? And because you're you're on the floor every day, and having four separate teams that report up to you, 
And, um, you know, being able to uh, show um, equal attention to mm-hmm. all of those team members was really important too. So that was part of the the checklist that I had was really making sure that I was uh, completing those those tasks every day that was important for those team members to see, right? Printing my daily yeah. calendar and posting it on my door so they knew exactly where I was um, at any you know, given time, having that transparency around my calendar, you know, making sure that I'm, I I look at my calendar for tomorrow and printing off those documents that I need for tomorrow's meeting, right? Doing some mm-hmm. of that external setup for the next day. All of those things are inco- incorporated in the checklist. It really was just that, that tool that um, created that transparency and the yeah. accountability around how we expected, we were, were expected to show up as leaders. Right, we we have expectations and, and hold our team members accountable to those expectations. Uh, we wanted to show that same respect and that same um, accountability um, level for the leaders too, mm-hmm. um, right? And and be really transparent in the in how we 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 want to show up every day as a leader. Yeah. So this is really interesting. I'm so glad you're sharing this. And for listeners, remember, you can go to the show notes and see an example of the form, the type of form that Kara's talking about. And, um, you know, so she's got our huddle and our meeting management and the, you know, getting back uh, walks and activities or that she's going to do uh, where the work is done. But there's also these places for these notes. So it's, a, it's laminated. She's got a, you know, a white, like an erasable marker type of thing that she's using on it. So for example, in her huddle comment, there's a section where um, she's got Kara's corner, right? So I'm guessing that's part of your huddle. (laughs) And there's a section where you can write in the the items that you want to talk about, the items that you want to include or questions you want to ask, right? And there's, um, you know, the meeting management that she talked about and, and, and those transparent questions, they're written like right there on the form so that she's got that there. So very, very cool sheet of paper, right? Yeah. And the other thing that it really gave us was, you know, at the end of the day, taking that, that wet wipe and wiping that clean, like I actually could walk away from my day with a sense of accomplishment. Mm. So often, you know, we have, you know, we've got, you know, we've accomplished 5,000 things, but we have 20,000 things that we've got behind us. And so, you, you know, you don't get that sense of accomplishment, right? Mm-hmm. But being able to, you know, acknowledge everything that you were able to complete in, in a day and, and really show respect to your team members and acknowledge mm-hmm. their work, but then wiping it clean and being able to start fresh that next day was really kind of uh, therapeutic in a way, right? Yeah. Being able to really get that, that, you know, I did something today. It was important. Yeah. It meant something to other people too. Well, and it sounds like, you know, because there are different techniques people can use, and I'm always interested in like, well, why does that technique work for you? Like what, what made that a good fit for what you needed? And it sounded like there were several things that you've shared and you've talked about, okay, so here we've got this sense of accomplishment that it gave you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also talked about that uh, kind of accountability and transparency so that the team could really kind of whole leaders accountable to how they were showing up and what they were expected to do. So it sounds like those were some of the needs that were being met by using this technique. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I really think, um, you know, we touched on that, that accountability piece. Um, it's so important for, you know, 
the team members to be engaged in building what that accountability looks like, mm-hmm. right? I mean, um, you know, my staff helped me build this list, right? What mm. was important to them is built into this list. Mm. So, and listening to them and, and, you know, coming up together with what that final output or that final document is going to look like, we're all bought into it. We all have skin in the game. Yeah. And, and so it's easy to kind of hold um, each other accountable to those because it's not, it's, we're not pointing the finger at the person. It's really about the process that we went through to come to the agreements together. And, you know, why wouldn't we, Yes, um, it, it's, it's about respect. So right? it sounds Ultimately. like that. Yeah, it, of course. Absolutely. And it sounds like that might be um, a tip that if somebody said, Oh, you know, I'm listening to this. This sounds really cool. I went and saw the picture. I want to make my own. Um, one tip that they they may want to consider is do they do that in a vacuum, isolated on their own, or should they go ahead and get get their team involved in helping them, you know, come up with what should even be on here? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. It is for sure. All right. So here's kind of this like closing question that I'm that I'm asking folks. So I'm asking you to share a lesson learned or a nugget, but something that you learned either about leader standard work or through the practice of leader standard work? What's kind of some, a a little nugget you can leave our our listeners with? Um, So um, I love humble leadership is kind of where uh, my heart comes from. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I've learned is that um, I don't know everything. And um, the people that do the work and that are the closest to the work, they're the ones that know. Mm -hmm. And so um, go ask them. Go see what they're doing. Get out of your office. Um, uh, it's and and it builds such a great relationship and and that trust, right? That that really core to uh, being able to talk about conflict, to engage in conflict, so that you can walk out on the other side with the best product that you can you can have. Yeah. Fantastic. I love this. All right. So um, if anyone, you know, is listening says, oh, I need to, I need more of Kara in my life. What's the best way for them to connect with you and just follow along? Yeah. LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn. So uh, feel free to connect with, with me there. And um, yeah, I, I'm open and willing to connect with anybody that, that wants help. All right. Wonderful. Well, we'll put uh, Kara's LinkedIn profile, link to her profile uh, in our show notes. That way you can find her directly. And remember, you can see a a picture of that uh, sample that she printed out and used on her clipboard uh, at our show notes. Remember, folks, that's just processplusresults.com forward slash podcast. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you so much, Kara. All right. Some really great lessons learned and thoughts from Kara. I love what she brought to the table. And today you really heard two examples with different challenges. In our card example that I talked about first, it was really about shared activities across a leadership team. That was really the challenge where it made sense. Now, in Kara's case, she wanted to make sure she was showing up in alignment with her values and the team's values and priorities. And she wanted to create transparency for her work, right? What she was doing for her team. There isn't one right way to do this. The key is to find what works for you. Back in episode 29, Mike Robleski suggested that there were three elements that your leader standard work tool or system should include. 
And those are number one, planning. Number two, tracking. And number three, reflecting. And remember that it's iterative. Just like I shared about daily meetings in episode 15, where you start is not where you stay. So how your system starts is not how it stays over time. It's going to improve and it's also going to change as your needs change. All right. You know, I always want to leave you with a next step. So first, remember, this is a two-episode series. So you either want to go listen to episode 37 right now, or if it's not out yet, if it hasn't been released yet, then I want you to put an appointment on your calendar to listen to it. It's going to release Wednesday, April 21st. Second, I want you to start a list of the factors that you want to consider when either selecting or changing or improving your own leader standard work tool. Doesn't have to be a final list because we're going to add to it, (laughs) but I want you to start that list based off of what you've heard so far. Then I want you to listen to that episode 37. You're going to hear two more examples. You'll add to your list. That way you can start making decisions. Until next time.